Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. And we'd like to thank Moto Tassinari and Concept2 Rowers for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. My name is Brian Pierce, and we have another guest on the couch this evening. Who are you? I'm Cole Kirkpatrick. I Cole found my way Kirkpatrick. back over. I had so much fun last time, I just couldn't get enough. Yeah, so he sat here for an hour and a half while we had technical difficulties. Well, we got it sorted out. That's okay. We're we did get it folded back. Um, so, welcome back, Cole. Thanks. Um, again, this is kind of how we'd like to try to find our way with some couch guests so we can have some good times with uh, people that race locally and maybe one day even a little bit further reaching since we have some, some good friends. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I like it. All right. So if we were to get into some of the racing action that happened this weekend, uh, not in Texas, what, one of the big ones was the doubleheader Enduro Cross finale in Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? I have. Oh, you've been to, uh, have you been to Vegas, Vegas, or did you go just for the race? I, I just went for the race, so I haven't, <laughs> been, I haven't experienced Vegas, Vegas. Don't go with um, me. Yeah, I don't, no, know, no. I don't know if I'd make it back. I don't think I'd make it back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I raced. Yeah. yeah, so I raced. I went out there in 2008. I thought it would okay. be, be a good idea, and it was really a ton of fun. The course was awesome, but it was really hard. Yeah. Lots of fast guys. Um, just, just getting to qualify to race to to get to try to qualify at night for right. the main at night that's a big deal yeah um, the hot and, laps and all that kind oh, of stuff yeah. and everything uh, it's just it's cool because the crowd gets into it and uh, the course is really challenging and gosh that was almost that was three years ago and you know the guys right. have gotten faster and the course <laughs> is more challenging and now so people have know. tracks built at their house and exactly. everything like that I think that would be really cool to have an enduro cross track for some strange reason I'm really into that like. I've done it twice in Oklahoma, and I loved it. Like I know I might be kind of a masochist, but yeah, I don't actually, love it. I think there's a, a, a local series that's going to do Enduro Cross in a couple months, like a three-round. Um, I'm not sure if it's official yet, but Oop. for some reason I've, it is now. I've heard somebody talking about <laughs> something, so maybe yeah. some local races. Maybe I should put my ear to the ground and pose it just to Cole's brain. We could tear down your fence and make a backyard track. I'm sure my neighbors would love that. Yeah. Um, we would try to invite Taddy because apparently he is an Enduro Cross badass. Right. I think that we've all known that from his extreme Enduro experiences and kicking ass before in Enduro Cross series. He's even won it, but he's never had a perfect season as he has now had. Right. He literally has won every single event and pretty much completely dominated. There were times where it looked like he might not be able to pull it off the win or, I mean, pull off every lap of a win but he I mean any time that he may have lost a little bit of momentum made a little bit of a mistake fixed it quickly got back on the track and just got back into the lead <laughs> right. and see and from watching the videos he's such a good starter too he it yeah. seems like he gets out front early or he goes down trying to get out front early yeah. and still ends up working through the pack and winning yeah uh, I, it, it, the guy's sheer consistent his his brute just I, it's, I wouldn't even call it brute strength it's just his his cape you know his capability as you're saying to just fight for the first or get first like and then and then his ability to keep momentum and just minimize mistakes is just phenomenal yeah, i wouldn't was, want to be in his way if he was coming <laughs> yeah, yeah you would not be there for very long um but so going into this weekend obviously he had quite the lead and uh a perfect season up to it but cody webb actually was able to get the uh, fastest hot lap so he got the fastest gate pick going into it so then in the heats in Vegas for the main one because of the double header they had going on we had Webb, Taddy and Mike Brown all winning their heats going to the main and those are three contenders you know Jeff Aaron is another 
really top enduro cross rider who you would expect to be able to win a heat race. But uh, and Webb's kind of now on the big bike trying it out. So it's kind of cool to see those names, you know, always up front. But in the main, as you just said, Taddy got the whole shot. Taddy won. <laughs> Didn't have much competition. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, you know, from that point on, it was everybody racing for second and below. Um, can't really say much more about it. Uh, Sule, though, did a very good job trying to stay as close as he could to Taddy um, to, to finish off second place. And Grafunder, who is coming back from a broken wrist, I believe, mm-hmm. um, was able to finish third. So made one. That was our results. was Taddy and then Sule and then Grafunder in third place. Um, main two, though, we got to see Kyle Redman get the whole shot, which is good for him because he's kind of a privateer. I don't know if he's Yeah, like- I, I think he has um, support through the Geico Honda guys. I don't know FMF. Um He's got that fancy FMF paint job, so they've got to be doing something for him. Right. Uh, but it was great to see him out front, and it makes, you know, I'm sure the fans are excited to see that because, yeah. yes, Taddy's awesome, and yes, he's winning everything, but it's always fun to see, you know, see him have to either work through the pack or just to see some good yeah. racing. So that was cool to see. Yeah, and he, he uh, and, and to that point, I love it because when you get to see that, Taddy will pick the gnarliest line, the craziest whatever, and pull it off. Yeah. I mean, it seems it's, like he just sticks his foot out, gives it gas on the bike, and just does the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it's because of all the fun stuff he does at the end. That bike's used to doing all the, <laughs> the pyrotechnic type crap. Um, so... Unfortunately for Kyle Redman, he didn't have the best of finish, though. Once Taddy got by him, he kind of fell back. I believe he wound up in fifth place. Um, And then Taddy checked out to gain actually quite the lead on the rest of the field. Taylor Roberts, excuse me, though. That's that really good beer that I've been drinking. Did it smell as bad as it did before? No, it doesn't. It's, it's, I haven't caught wind of it yet. I think it's because we're here. <laughs> Luckily, the garage door's open. Yeah, I see how that goes. Um, so Taylor Robert, though, got his first Enduro Cross podium. Now, that's got to be a big deal for him, I would think. Yeah, I was really excited to see uh, Taylor Robert on the podium. Just, Robert? You know, yeah, he's been doing a, awesome at the works races. He's you know battles with Caselli and all those guys week in and week out. And um, it was just cool to see him on the podium in Las Vegas just because that's such a big race. Yeah. Uh, and a good way to end the season. I know those guys are going to the off season and, you know, finishing um, – you know, having a race weekend, it's a positive one. Going into the off season is always yeah. always helpful. I can only imagine. And then we had our ageist Mike Brown in third place mm-hmm. um, in Maine, too. I, I don't know how that guy does it. I really yeah, don't. You know, we had Desti Abbott just officially retired, like, from full-time. And you got Mike Brown who's just like, well, it's fine. I'll do another work series. It's whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll be 40 soon. Yeah. Why not? Um, so, pretty cool. So, we got Blazuziak. Robert and Brown, first, second, and third, main two. Bazuziak got the overall win. I'm pretty sure Brown was in second place, and then uh, I think Aaron was in third overall. So, I mean, this was like a pretty crazy season for the fact that we had Taddy walking away with a completely, um, you know, win, not win-free, but completely win mm-hmm. everything. Undefeated. So, undefeated. That's pretty nuts, dude. Um, one of the things that I'm not too happy about when we talk about the Enduro Cross season is, is that they are actually not even making it past Colorado um, for next next year. They, they, they're they trumping up the fact that they're going to have eight rounds, but they're not even coming. I mean, they didn't, they're not going to do Indianapolis. They've already canceled out Oklahoma so many times now. And I'm just really disappointed by that because if you think about the East Coast, those are your technical riders. Those are your trials riders. Those are the guys that are really going to be able to compete and that really need a chance like this in some enduro cross type stuff i think anyway right i mean and i understand and the fans yeah like, and i understand that i just i almost look at it seems like most of the guys that are going to those races are based out of the west coast so maybe that, that could be you know, it kind of look that at the riders they have but I, I understand what you're saying you know yeah. it makes it tough because um traditionally the guys in the east coast are 
used to riding rocks and logs yeah, and all technical that. Technical stuff. Right. So, um, but we'll see what happens. That's a really good point because I haven't actually, like, say, like, taken names, people that have entered and looked down where they're from in that retrospect. And maybe that's what, you know, with the tight economy that everybody loves to bring up so much that that maybe somebody sat down and did that and that's kind of where it came down to. Right, because if you look at, you know, okay, maybe they have a race in Indianapolis and they look at the guys that showed up and they look at the guys that qualified, if they're all making the haul from California, yep. it really might not be worth it. So, very true. I know that uh, our buddy Rob Mitchell was very disappointed because he yeah, had a lot of fun at Indianapolis <laughs> making a sweet-ass video yeah, last year. And so, that. unfortunately, this year, that's not the case. Uh, at least unless he gets somebody to fly him out west. Right. So, um, speaking of sponsors, we all have people that we have to thank because of the fact that they help us do this. They help people pay for this. They help support all the scenes that we're in. And one of those uh, great sponsors for Seat Time for this episode is Concept 2. Um, for those of you who do not know who Concept 2 is, they originally came on the scene with an indoor rower um, back a long time ago. And the big deal with that is because of the fact that rowing, if you're on crew, is a total body workout. It starts at your quads and your core and then works its way up to your shoulders. But from that point, it works just about all the little tiny, you know, every muscle in your body, including all the little tiny ones that you can't find a way to work out. Um, I myself have a Concept 2 rower. I love it. I use it all the time. I started using them when I started doing CrossFit. And I've seen a, a big growth um, because of that with the Concept2 rowers. But there are tons of motocross riders that are sponsored by Concept2 that use them. Mm-hmm. Tons of off-road riders. We're looking at Mullins. We're looking at Bach. You know, you know you've know, you talked about wanting to get one. We know mm-hmm. that Bobbitt uses one. Yep. Um, so, obviously, it helps. I mean, the thing is, is like a lot of guys get on their bicycles. A lot of guys get on their rowers. And, and when it comes down to it, when you think about the time you spend, you want to compact that as much as you right. can. And you would think... That since you're getting that full body workout on the rower, you're always indoors. You don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, like you don't have to worry about the weather. You don't have to worry about getting hit by a car and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. That the Concept Two rower may should it would be the better choice for people. I mean, so well, yeah, that's like I spend a lot of time at the Rec Center uh, at UNT because they have a Concept Two rower, right. and it's the closest thing to me that I can get on and I feel like I'm riding my motorcycle. I feel really? like I'm doing a moto. As far as like your arms pump up, your shoulders pump up, yeah. and you feel it in your legs, just like you said, it's, it's total body, just like riding a dirt bike. Yeah. Do you find yourself doing more like uh, pyramid type sprint exercises or finding more self doing like 2,000, 5,000 meter sprints or what? Your... I try to mix it up. What I remember doing the most of um, a couple times a week would do just like a minute sprint and then a minute easy and then a minute sprint and then a right, minute so easy and just and mix it up um just depending on the day so either way i mean you can tune the workout that's the that's the cool thing about the concept two rower is that right. you know if you need to go long you can you can go easy and go long for endurance or do interval type work. i like it um it's definitely helped out a lot for me with my recovery after my ankle surgery i know that my my cat my uh, calves actually look normal size now <laughs> to each other that's awesome so yeah. you know there's always that so please we thank concept two uh for their support of this episode of seat time and we'd like you to support them as well please check them out at concept com. that's where you can find them um and as well, uh, I'd like to point out that Kurt Caselli is also a rower. So uh, I might have to go visit him and get some tips. Like, so how do you sweat on the weekends? This is my rower. That's that's weird. I mean, whatever. You can do you can do whatever you like. Yeah, it's like as long as it's paid for. Um, so this past weekend in Texas, though, we had racing that happened as well at uh, Thackerville. 
Oklahoma, and you were out there, and conditions weren't what we expected, were they? No, uh, the recon, the dirt looked to be really good. And it and was. I, that wasn't like me doing some magical camera angle. <laughs> it really was that awesome, yeah, no, no, unfortunately, no, no. the week before. Right, and I talked to uh, Cameron Ishmael throughout the week because um, his dad was responsible for laying out the course. And oh, they did, that's right. I they, forgot did, that, yeah. they did an awesome job, and you know, he, he said that the dirt in the woods was good, and it looked like... The forecast was actually calling for some moisture, and I thought that we were going to get some rain, but it just didn't happen. And you know, on Saturday the track was was good, but you know, you have all the guys do practice and everybody riding on all afternoon, and you know, the moisture kind of disappeared. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, like completely disappeared. Yeah, except for a few spots in the in, in the, the in the woods. Yeah, but it pretty much I mean, the course deteriorated. Uh, it was in a lot of places just a long silt rut. Yeah. And we definitely saw uh, quite a few times there were guys, you know, y'all kind of ripping and roaring around your two strokes, you and Caleb Ramsey, where you were just like fishtailing all over the place, especially <laughs> when it was just, yeah, just getting nuts. I mean, it was just. Um, so Cole, as well, was nice enough to let me borrow his dolly while we were out there. So that we we have a little video sh- uh, floating around of the long course race program that was going on. Uh, my friend Jeremy was helping me out while Cole was racing and all that was going on. Uh, getting that video together, so if you haven't seen that, please go check it out. Um, we're going to try to do a lot more of that in the future, as long as me being on staff doesn't get in the way, and that we can continue to just have fun. That's what this is all about. So, um, thinking of the track and the way it deteriorated on Saturday um, throughout practice, like what kind of adjustments do you, I mean, you as a rider and then maybe you as a pro, you know, like at that level, like what kind of adjustments do you make as you go out there and realize everything maybe you prep for from the recon wasn't the way you expected it to be, and then as you take your last lap, it's completely different. You know, where right. do you make those adjustments, and how do you um, kind of pin that pin that down? You know, I always try to do. You know, the first lap on the course, I try not to adjust anything because typically, you know, the first lap in practice, I'm just kind of learning the track and getting over for things. But then as afternoon um, progresses, we do make changes, and that's one thing that I would would suggest to everybody is don't be afraid to make changes to your bike. They right. have clickers and everything for a reason. Um, but for a course like that, um, I ended up going stiffer as the day went on. I think a lot of people, as the track got rougher, thinking, was oh, my okay suspension. <laughs> yeah, she was. Nice. Um, she, uh, or I think as the day goes on, I think a lot of people, as the course gets rougher, they think, oh, it's beating me up. My suspension's too stiff. And they end up going softer. I'm thinking rock mentality. Like, yeah, you're thinking that it'll just smooth out the ride. Whereas, you know, for me, as the course gets rougher, I tend to go stiffer because, um, it makes the bike handle better. It makes it soak hmm. up the bumps okay. better. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so I played with that, and I played with sag a little bit. And with the course like what we had in Thackerville, it was pretty much kind of one rut. Not necessarily a rut, but just a cupped out uh, <laughs> cupped out trail. <laughs> it would have been uh, a mud race, except right. it was just silt. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, it's soft terrain dirt, but it was still cupped out. And uh, the biggest thing was just, you know, carrying corner speed, almost riding a gear tall in some places uh, just to keep mistakes to a minimum. Right. And just keeping your speed up and flowing uh, through those hmm. woods was was the big deal. And uh, that course, there was a lot going on. I mean, I, I it seemed like you had to think two or three corners ahead because of the quick elevation changes that it had right. and, and some of that. So um, I thought that there was a really good amount of... of track for the seven for the eight mile track that totally. we had like uh, a lot of differences i mean it was really really neat i thought yeah. that the ishmael's did a great job they i'd did. never been to that property before i know that they did have a tccra race mm-hmm. did you 
Now, if it was typical to what we rode, I this... think it was pretty close. It was probably a little bit more tight than the TCRA, mm-hmm. but I had been out there trail riding a couple years ago and was really impressed with the property. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, going to the Toro, I knew that the Ishmaels would have have a good course for us. And they yeah, did. those it guys are brutal, man. Good. I remember they did. Uh, unfortunately, their race got canceled last year, mm-hmm. but the Toro before that that they had at uh, uh, Jack Jacksboro. 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 Oh my gosh, oh yeah, that was, that a, was a brutal <laughs> race. That was where I had my awesome get off in front of Dwayne Carter and realized that I couldn't ride anymore because everything hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> but enough about me. So, um, I guess like, uh, I'm just kind of like trying to figure out where we're going here because honestly, I forgot my notes are really starting to suck. But that happens. So, one of the things that was neat was the fact that we were all kind of moving around and getting some really cool shots. So. I mean, was there anything, like, what were some of the, the key outstanding spots for you on the course that you really thought were a lot of fun? You know, there's obviously the picture of you boosting it, you know, and that's, that's obviously <laughs> yeah, really neat. That, but. That, that, that jump coming out of that creek, that was a lot of fun, and a lot of that's just because the spectators are there, you know, yeah. and every lap you hit it, you know, you can hear them cheering and all that. <laughs> that was fun. There was a grass track right before that that had some really good burns. It was a lot of fun, and then really... Um, all the woods where the dirt was good, I enjoyed riding too. There was only one section that I wasn't a huge fan of. It was it was more just kind of flat track grass grass track yeah. type stuff, but it still wasn't bad. It just had gotten rough and really hard packed, but you know it kind of gave you a breather from the tight stuff. Right. So really, for me, the course was was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't have any complaints. I know you can say, oh, since I won, of course you're gonna like the course. But I thought I thought that the layout was good. It offered fast sections. It offered tight section they had one pretty big log that you had to navigate over yeah. you had an alternate line and then several different creek uh climbs and alternates and really i mean it had it had a great variety to it love it yeah i think if we got just a little bit of moisture that would have been oh yeah quite, right, yeah. but you can't i mean because obviously it could be the other spectrum where you'd be like oh, let's get some rain yes. and then you're like and i that think that place been, has been a mud run it has yeah you could see by the, the ruts that yeah. were still there um no, uh, I guess the last thing I have is that I was at the second spot that I was filming. It seemed that you had a ridiculous lead already. And, I mean, just like, how is it that, you know, there's times where you can not get the whole shot but still make a pass and then just kind of find a way to, I guess, drop the field? Like, I mean, is there is there, in your mind, is there a, like, I need to go faster, I need to go faster? Or is it really just like... Just focused and just go. Like uh, uh, for for me, like on Sunday, the f- I got a good start and was able to get the lead right before we went to the woods. Right. And then, like the I concentrated on the first two laps, putting down really good lap times. And right now, I'm still since I took some time off from from racing the last couple months, I'm still my fitness isn't exactly where it right. needs to be. So um, I got a good start, and then um, the guys in second and third, you know, I kind of knew who was there, but. For me, I'm always worried about where that number one Kawasaki is, um, <laughs> and then and the number in, in Caleb on uh, on his KTM, and you know Cameron hasn't been hasn't been getting the starts, but he's always like at the end of the race, he's always charging, always. Yeah. Um, and he may not be so there for at the me at the start, it was okay. I got a good start. Cameron didn't, so I need to put as much time between myself right. and them as I can. So as the race goes on, and maybe I fatigue a little bit, I have a little bit of a cushion. Um, and luckily, they, they did get close. I had one bad lap when I pitted, had some trouble getting around some guys, and they, they got fairly close. And then luckily, the last two laps, I still had plenty of energy and was able to kind of get get the lead back to where I didn't have to worry about it too bad. But um, Cameron and Caleb are both riding 
awesome. And when you get them together battling like they were on Sunday, then they're going even faster because yes, they're pushing each other. Yes, they were. So <laughs> I, was, I was glad to be in front riding my own race, but you know, I try not to worry about what's going on behind me. But like I said, the the number one play on that Kawasaki is pretty intimidating. So I Absolutely. mean, I'm always mentally keeping keeping tabs of what's going on so I don't slip up and get a little bit lazy. Yeah. Um, so as we're talking about it, though, the way it wound up for the weekend at the Toro Race in Thackerville was uh, Cole Kirkpatrick in first place. We had Cameron Ishmael, is uh, number one from uh, last year's Toro champion, in second place. And Caleb Ramsey, who is a past Toro champion, mm-hmm. uh, I believe like about three years ago, so. um, was in third place. Um, and working on down the chain, we had Brian Vaughn and uh, Zach, Gr- Zach Ingram and um, uh, Hayden Franklin in sixth. I believe Steve Levon, and then actually we had Drew Higgins um, in the overall mix, who's a light A oh, okay. rider. So pretty cool to see him up there yeah, the you know, in the of top field, 10. I mean, we lined up on Sunday, I think there were 16 pros, and everybody can ride. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a deep field, and it's really cool to see uh, see everybody come out to race, because the Toros, to me, have always offered some of the best tracks, and you can't beat the weather, and um, yeah, it's just some of the best racing in Texas. Love it. And you definitely can't beat the fact that Jeff Cox is going to make some badass hoodies. That's right. Beach rain seat time. Just saying. Um, so if for some reason the ramblings that we have had just now did not talk you out of coming to a Toro, the next one you would be at is the one in Denton, Texas, mm-hmm. which will be at Brian Story's property December 10th through the 11th. So not only do we get a little bit of break to be fat and merry after Thanksgiving, we got a whole other weekend after that where we can still vomit and make ourselves look skinny all over again. <laughs> That's right. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, as we were talking about another sponsor that really has helped out Seat Time a lot and has uh, gone ahead and stepped up to sponsor this episode is uh, Moto Tassinari. They are a sponsor of Kohl's. We have to make that disclaimer so it doesn't seem like he's touting his own horn. But the thing is, is like he has been writing their product. I've been testing their product. It is a great product, and so we are very proud to have them as a sponsor of Seat Time for this episode. They do make the Air Force um, adjustable intake system and as well the V-Force uh, read system. So, And the, the V-4 is only available right now on our KTM 250s and 300s, and we say that because that's what we ride. So, But they, do, they will be coming out with the V-4 um, for more models in the 2012 year but the adjustable intake system is available on just about every 250 i know that um right now and that is a great product so adjustable intake system what's that going to change well you go out to a track and you're kind of like ah man i need a little bit of different power here and a little bit different power here well the thing is it's like without having to go into image mapping and change a bunch of crazy stuff that pros have a lot of access to and cost three thousand dollars you can go ahead and spend you know the, the, the smaller you know, fee of like $300 on an adjustable intake system, and all you have to do is change a little boot right there on your intake system, and boom, you get to change all this kinds of fun stuff right there at the track for maybe either conditions with weather-wise, maybe conditions in the track, how you need to ride the track, how the track is riding you. If that's the case, you're probably on my level, and you, you know it's okay. But um, I know that you have been riding the... Uh, the, the, the new reed cage that's come yeah, out. So. I, we had, uh, I'm running a 2010 KTM 250 right now, and it had a V-Force 3. Okay. We came stock on it, and then the guys at Mototasinari sent a V-Force 4 to try, and I could not believe the difference that it made. Yeah. Um, you know, they said that, yeah, it kind of looks the same, but believe us, it's way different. And <laughs> I, I, I haven't put on a pipe and silencer combo 
that did as much as as that V Force. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, made my two fifty almost feel like a three hundred. So anybody out there looking for to maybe freshen up your bike, make it feel a little bit faster, uh, definitely check out the V Force Four. Awesome. Um, and just a good, great side note: um, the Air Force uh, in just uh, adjustable intake system and the V Force Four read system were both product of the year runner up first runner up for uh, Dirt Rider magazine in the December issue and you will be seeing that obviously just about right now Mm -hmm. because the December issue will be coming out fairly shortly so for their first year on both of those products that's I mean it says a lot and not only does it say like we've talked about it quite a lot and he's just gone on and on about it so we thank Moto Tessinari for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time please if nothing else mototessinari.com go check out their equipment Drop them a line. Tell them that Seat Time told you to say hi. Ask them about their product. Maybe even give it a purchase. Yeah. We're hoping that that's we. That's what can... I think they should do. I mean, that's what I want you to do. And I'm hoping that maybe we can even get you a discount code in the near future. If enough of you guys talk to them, tell them Seat Time sent you. I'm just saying it could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So thank you guys very much. Y'all should go check them out. Honorable mentions, Mr. Bobbitt. Mm-hmm. So Athlete what of the year. What up? It's like, do you get like a statue that's making me like? Ugh, <laughs> ugh. I don't know. I mean, what do you get? Yeah, I have a little glass plaque that has, has your name <laughs> really, on it. It's like, <laughs> that's it. Boom. What's up, Mom? Thanks, Dad. So, Russell Bobbitt, not only is he National Enduro Champion for 2011. And six days gold medals. And six day gold medals, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is also the AMA Athlete of the Year. I mean, he was up against guys like Kurt Caselli, so, I mean, obviously he had so some he competition. He a little bit sad. Yeah. yeah. I was. I mean, I like Bobbitt too, though. They both ride Concept 2 rowers, so I couldn't have been too sad. But at the same time. So, congratulations to Russell Bobbitt. It obviously shows he, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, you know, Mullins is taking over when he won the championship last year and everything. And it's like, Bobbitt, what are you going to do? And well, Bobbitt did what he needed to do. He came back and kicked some butt. So, I think think going into the year, a lot of people didn't think that he was going to win the championship. And, you know, sometimes. When you sense that, it makes you want to work that much harder. And Russ definitely stepped it up, you know, another level. Yeah. And uh, had an amazing year. So it was really cool to see him win uh, the Athlete of the Year. So congratulations to Russell Bobbitt from Sea Time. We love you. Maybe we get to hang out sometime. I know you've hung out with him, but you've <laughs> never hung out with me. So there's always that. People have also not hung out with it all. Is all of the off-road winners for the <laughs> KTM teams this year. KTM has swept. Every single off-road title for 2011 within the United States. Boom. What are you up? Ready to race. Yeah. What are you riding? Ready to race. (laughs) Like, there it is. So, um, if you guys haven't thought about purchasing a KTM, they don't sponsor this episode at all. I'm just going to go ahead and say you should probably think about it. If you're doing any kind of off-road. If you're doing Supercross, wait till next year and Ryan Dungey kicks a bunch of ass on that KTM. Mm. Mm -hmm. See what's going to (laughs) happen. So, congratulations to KTM on all their titles. That is... A major accomplishment, and we know that that's why they have these teams. They want to win, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. And they did it. There it is. So, what's next? What's coming up this weekend? This weekend, we are driving north to Missouri for no. the Ozark we, 100. This is we shit. Well, I guess <laughs> I like the, it talked into the, the, the we and my, ah, my the Kirk, side. The Kirkpatrick Kirk Patrick, Patrick, Kirk Patrick, <laughs> Patrick crew, we're going go to go well, I mean, I'll be in Arkansas, but oh. shit. <laughs> well, are you going to be there on Sunday? I don't know. All right, you should make that happen. Anyways. Okay. Missouri, Ozark 100, I uh, missed it last year, I had shoulder surgery, but it's a great event, they do three lap moto format, we Ooh. do one 50 mile moto, one 25 mile moto, and then a final 25 mile moto in the dark, 
and um, it's challenging trail. It's not. <laughs> it's not impossible. Uh, there's C and B yeah, riders that do it also exactly, style but stuff. they do feature it's just technical. Right, and in, in the dark, they have a couple of sections that they add that, that makes it you know more technical. A couple elements, and uh, but it's really a, a top-notch event, and I think awesome. uh, it should be good. And then hopefully, if the bike is still all together and I'm all together, we're going to drive to Arkansas and do the Riverfront Grand Prix. And this is your first time doing the Riverfront Grand Prix? It will be, if, if we make it over. If we make I'm it, okay. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed on right. that. I'm going to have to keep my dad full of coffee and... <laughs> Not bad to, vibes. Yeah, so, to make that happen. <laughs> Which is understandable. So, the Ozark 100 is going to be happening, and that is just south of uh, Mansfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay. And then, this will be the fourth running. So, I mean, they've been doing this for a while. You've won it before. We've got... Uh, is it Cole Hensley? I'm, I'm, yeah, he, Cole Hensley Cole, won okay. it last year. All right, and then I know that Zach Ingram has been there multiple times before to ride it as well. So obviously we're going to have some talent out there. I think fighting Steve Levan. So. Steve Levan's been kind of iffy. Oh, I'm um, going or not? But he. But I sent him a stator, so oh. he better show up. What up now? Yeah, it's like free parts. You better do yeah. it. And then uh, hopefully we get all these guys, you know, right afterwards driving just a little south to uh, to Fort Smith. I think that would be quite awesome to have all those off-road talent yeah, people down at the Grand Prix. Um, as we're talking about, the 17th annual Riverfront Grand Prix will be in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I believe there are ATV races on Saturday if you don't want to make the Ozark 100. And then as well, all the bike stuff goes on on Sunday. A lot of the uh, amateur and peewee classes are in the morning. And I believe the pro guys, which is all the big bike classes, are about 12.30 on Sunday. So you've got plenty of time to drive down and re- refresh right, your body. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. 12.30, that's great. I'm just going to leave the lights on my bike and run it. Just ride your bike to the Grand Prix. It's an even better idea. And then you can like ISDE style change your tires right there on the start and just take <laughs> off. All right. With the Thunderbird Energetica bar. That'll be good. Yeah. Boom! Plenty of energy. Yeah, I like it. So, Cole Kirkpatrick. Thank you very much for being on episode 42 of Seat Time. I'm, I'm, we're going to keep going. Well, if nothing else, I'm going to keep going. There's always enough beer to be drinking. Had had drunk? Drink. Not sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but thank you for coming. Thanks um, for having me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, I, I know you want to do this a little bit more. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back. At least once or twice. Yeah. So, well, who, who out there has been supportive of you in your endeavors? Oh, gosh. You guys always, you know, posting my race reports and let me come hang out. Uh, Thunderbird Energetica. Moto Tessanari, yeah. Leo Vinci, Moose Racing, uh, Enduro Engineering. A lot of people are making it happen. Uh, it's really fun to be back at the races again uh, and looking forward to uh, the first round of the National Enduro Series. Trying, Ooh, to, something. trying to get my, myself in, in shape and in action right now <laughs> so I can hopefully go out there and do worth a dang. Well, I'm not going to lie. You've been, uh, you've, been look, you've looked stronger and stronger every time I've seen you ride, every time Thanks. I've seen you race. So. <laughs> I think you're going to do just fine. <laughs> but um, So again, this episode of Sea Time has been brought to you by Concept 2 Rowers and Moto Tessinari. We at Sea Time would very much appreciate it if you would stop by either of their two websites, uh, if not both, and uh, at least check out what they have to say, maybe purchase a couple products, and show your support for people that support the scene. Very much appreciate it. Seattime.co is where you would find any of this information on the internet as well. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash seedtime and then on t- the Twitter, mm-hmm. I think our tweet handle, would you call it? That's, sure, yeah, why not? Tweet yeah, the tweet Twitter handle. handle. It's at seedtime underscore CO. Um, and if you'd like to buy any swag, you find yourself a seedtime t-shirt or maybe a pint glass or two, it's going to be seedtime.bigcartel.com. Those are all the places that you can find us. This is where that's going to be. I'm probably always going to wind up being on this couch at some point, either when my wife doesn't let me in the bed, maybe I've had too much to drink, or Cole comes to hang out. One of the 
eight million other reasons that I've got mm. to be sitting on this smelly ass couch I got for forty dollars. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. All right. Yeah. If nothing else, thank you for paying attention. Thank you for making this long. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Yeah. That's impressive. That's ah, cold. Oh. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. You good?